0: Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. We're, we're starting to get things figured out in this building, so... <laughs> We we don't want it to become too much of home because I think it's temporary, but uh, at least it's becoming functional. Um, I'm continuing uh, a series looking at principles of the kingdom of God, and I, I probably should have started with this one. Uh, Because it's really foundational to uh, the principles that we've looked at already. Uh, And it's the principle of faith. And faith is the way into the kingdom. We know that. And John Wimber used to say, the way in is the way on. So the way that we get into the kingdom is the way that we keep moving forward in the kingdom, is, and that's by faith. So um, faith is something that isn't really natural to us as uh, instant gratification, fast food Americans. Uh, you know, if we go into a restaurant, we have to wait more than a half hour. Man, that's that's like a disaster, and that place is is going to shut down. Uh, there's there's a waiting that's often involved in faith, and uh, I I heard Mike Bickle tell this story one time, and I, I thought it was it was kind of interesting. Uh, he was thinking about how God was telling the angels and the heavenly beings about how His kingdom was going to operate on on the earth, and and he's he's telling them that uh, they they will have to believe in things that they cannot see, and and they will have to wait for things. Believing that they have them, and until they actually realize having them, and I, I can kind of picture even myself, the angels kind of. That's interesting. That's <laughs> you. You think that will work, and uh, you know we're we're living proof that it works, but. <clears throat> We we have to understand these principles, or our progress is hindered and and made more difficult. Uh, so, I, what I want to do tonight is look at some aspects of faith, uh, a number of passages that give us information revelation about how faith is supposed to work. And and so uh let's let's pray as we get into the word. Uh, Father, I, I thank you for the wisdom of your kingdom and, and the wisdom of your ways. Uh, we we confess that your ways are higher than our ways and we ask you to bring our ways up to your ways we confess that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and we ask you to bring our thoughts higher. And, and Lord, give us revelation uh, to walk by faith, to live by faith. And, and give us the gift of faith. Give us more of the gift of faith. For for the glory of your son and so that we can move more and more toward fullness. Amen. So it's it's always good to let the Bible define itself. Right? Because when, when the Bible defines itself, it's never wrong. So the first verse that we need to look at when, when we're talking about faith is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And what that means is, is what I already told you, that, that we have to believe that we have received things that we don't yet see we we've not yet realized them there's there's a hope and a promise so we're we're believing that that we're going to receive those things and and the conviction of things that are not seen uh so it's, it's really being persuaded of the factual basis of truth in something. And when, when we talk about faith here in the church, we're, we're talking about faith in what God has said. And then we're going to get into that in a little bit. But our faith is rooted in truth because it's rooted in things that God has said. So that, that's a real important thing because people can have confidence in something that may not be true. For, for example, how, how many people are, are placing their confidence in their eternal destiny in their own goodness. Ooh. Bad idea. Yeah. Because we know the truth that that none of us are are good enough. If if we have failed in in one aspect of the 10 commandments, we're we're told that we're guilty of them all. And that's, that's the only way to God is to fulfill the law perfectly unless we're going to have faith in the work that Jesus did for us. So that's the sure way to get to heaven is to have faith in the completed work of Jesus on our behalf and we're, we're actually going to get into that very, very shortly. So if, if we're going to have faith, confidence in something, we, it better be true. So we, we want to place our faith in what God has said. So next aspect of faith, uh, being saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace We're saved by the grace of God that we acquire through faith, through believing that Jesus paid our entire debt and and that we actually have access to that payment with our faith. But even the faith that we have doesn't originate within us. And you know that that opens up some interesting questions that theologians have argued with over the centuries. But we we know because this is what the word of God says that even the faith is is not from ourselves. It the faith itself is, is a gift of God. So if, if we are praying for someone for their salvation, uh, a good thing to pray is that the Lord would give them faith. Give them the gift of faith. And, and a revelation of the Son of God. As the object of their faith, because that, that's what it takes. So, our assurance, which is part of faith faith is a confident assurance of something. Our faith in the work of Christ is our confident assurance that what he did was enough and that it's available to us, that it was done on our behalf. So that's, that's some awesome stuff. And getting back to the idea of believing in, in what we haven't yet seen, uh, Jesus said we're blessed if we do that. In John 20, verse 29, he's, he's had this discussion with Thomas who said, well, I'm not going to believe unless I can actually put my finger in the wounds of his hands. And so Jesus came and let him do just that. And asked him some pointed questions and this is the kind of the end of their conversation and and Jesus said to him have you believed because you have seen me blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed so a question arises when whenever we talk about faith is whether or not faith and believing are the same thing. What do you think? Are, are faith and believing the same? I, I, I see both yeses and nos, so some of you are right. <laughs> and no, nobody wants to stick their neck out, so that's, that's all right. Uh, they're, they're not the same. Okay, that's that's the real answer. But believing is an element of faith. Especially when when we kind of narrow it down to Christian faith because there there is a believing but but there is a, a more than that. There's a confident assurance, but even more than that there's a an adjustment to our living that is based on that belief, and I I was uh, stuck in a what what I call a belief based Christianity for quite some time, and you know my my goal in my Christian life at that time was, was to believe all the right things and not to believe any of the wrong things. And, and that isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if our Christianity is only about what we believe and it's not about how we actually live and what we do day to day, it, it's a very shallow form of Christianity because our our faith in Christ Jesus is is to impact every area of our living, not not just every area of our thinking and our believing. so we you know the, the word of God says that Satan and the demons believe in God. It that's not enough for them. It's it's not doing them any good. They they know about God and and they know about what is to come for them, and it's it's not good. So so that that's not enough. Just believing, and and I think that's what part of the Book of James deals with. Uh, you know, I'll I'll show you my faith by what I do, by my works. Uh, can can you have faith without it resulting in a changed life? Uh, and and James point is no you may believe some things you, you may have, have given mental assent to, to some ideas, to some concepts to some doctrines maybe even but if it's not resulting in more if it's not resulting in a changed life then what is it? well it's, it's probably just belief it's not really faith because it's, it's not moving us into something that God has given us, which is a new life. Since we're new creations, we're, we're a different kind of creature after the new birth. So there's, there's all, all kinds of newness to move into. And, and faith moves us into those new aspects of life through our believing, but more than that, through our going after those things. Because there, there is a pursuit, and, and, and this is part of that, the mystery of faith. And Jesus talks about prayer and persevering in prayer. He talks about how the Father wants to give us good gifts. Uh, How, if if earthly fathers can give good gifts to their children, how much more will the heavenly Father give good gifts to his children? But, but, so often, so many times, there, there is a contending for those things that is part of the process it's there they it's not i mean sometimes it works this way sometimes we just ask once and and we get it and and that's cool cuz that that works really well for our cultural mindset but there are other times when man we got to ask and we got to keep asking and we got to keep Asking and and we gotta keep believing (laughs) and have our faith strengthened by some prophetic words and and we get then we still gotta keep asking and and you know what sometimes and and we're gonna get to this in in Hebrews chapter eleven, sometimes it doesn't even happen in our generation. I mean, sometimes, and, and, and this, this is the thing, we, we have to be okay with this. Sometimes the, the things that, that we are contending for, for the church, uh, for the kingdom on the earth, some, sometimes those things that we're contending for are for the next generation. And, and, and that, that can be painful when, when we consider the proverb, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But I, I really appreciate Mark Crawford's interpretation of that verse because I, I think he's right. The heart becomes sick when we defer hope. As long as we continue to hold on to the hope, because hope is part of faith too. As as long as we hold on to the hope and we don't give up, our heart will not become sick. So it's, it's not the deferral of the thing that we're contending for, that we have faith in, it's it's the deferral of the hope that, that makes our heart sick, and and this I mean this, this becomes really important when we look at Hebrews eleven, and and what some of those people had faith in, and what they actually experienced in their life. So, anyway, um, so you you get it that faith and believing are not the same. (laughs) We want to be a people of faith, not just a people of believing. Now, another really important aspect of faith is that it comes by hearing. And... We'll, we'll look at Romans chapter 10, 14 through 17. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed and who has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So that is how... Faith comes. Christian faith comes by hearing the word of God. So if we're praying for people's salvation and we're asking the Lord to give them the gift of faith, what's our part? to speak the gospel to them <laughs> because that's how they're going to get it, right? Yeah. So I, I hope some of you wrote down to pray that <laughs> and now right down below that, <laughs> my part is to speak the word of God, to speak the, the truth of the gospel to them so that faith can be imparted to them by God through the words of truth that, that we speak. So how, how does this work? Uh, you know, there, there are different ways that we can hear the word of God. There, there are times that we're reading the word and we're studying, and a truth just kind of jumps off the page into our spirit, and our spirit just leaps within us. That is the impartation of faith through hearing the now word of God, the rhema word of God, right from the logos, from the written word to your spirit. And then that becomes something that you can hold on to that the Lord is, is going to do. And like I said, there may be a contending for it. It, it may be something that he just gives you when, when you ask once. Uh, we, we don't know. There's, there's a mystery. Uh, sometimes uh, a prophetic word is spoken over a person, over a family, over a, a church body. And we can grab onto that, and, and we can have faith, we can have confident assurance that as we contend for that word, it will be done. Now, we probably can't have the, the same <laughs> level of confidence maybe uh, depending on who delivered the, the prophetic word because in these days we know in part and we see in part we prophesy in part we we don't have the whole picture we we often don't get the whole message when prophetic words are given but still it's an important way of receiving the, the now word of God into our spirit to release faith. Uh, so we, we want to hear. We, we don't want to treat prophecies with contempt. Uh, we want to hold on to those words that the Lord has given us. And, and when we get a prophetic word, we test it. We, we can take it to uh, leaders that we trust and share it with them and pray together and, and see if the Spirit bears witness with, with that word. And then we can have more confidence, more, more faith that yes, God, God is going to do this. So another aspect of faith... And this is also out of Hebrews chapter 11. This is an important one. Out of verse 6. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Now that's pretty important, right? (laughs) We... So what what the verse 6 says and without faith it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him and and this this is this is such an important verse because it it kind of speaks to the the sowing and reaping principle that we already looked at that that when when we seek the Lord many times it it's dry it there there just there doesn't seem to be any anointing on our our prayer time we're we're seeking earnestly and and maybe fasting and and we're we're wanting something from the lord but man it just it doesn't feel like there's anything there remember this verse that if if we want to draw near to the lord we we got to work through we got to keep doing it through the dry season until the anointing is there and and we we know we're in the presence of god and and this as as we seek the lord we we got to know that we're in the presence of god whether we feel it or not right because of what this verse says we 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 definitely believe that god exists or we wouldn't be here. But if we would draw near to Him, we, we've we got to believe that He's going to reward those who seek Him. Even if it doesn't seem like it for a while. Because it, it often is that way. So, man, we, we just got to keep pressing. We just got to keep... Seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. Sounds like something Jesus said, right? <laughs> keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. And you will receive. That's what he was saying. And the next principle uh, is that that we walk by faith, and this this is another really important one because it it is much easier to walk by sight, right? Be, and, and this this is another way of looking at, at part of that mystery of, of faith, that, that we, we've got to believe what we cannot see. <laughs> and, and that is one side of the coin, right? What, what is the other side of, of that coin? We, we cannot believe what we can see. Or what we do see. Those, those are the two sides of that coin. So we, if we're going to believe what we can't see because God said it, then we can't believe <laughs> that there's truth in what we can see if it contradicts what God said. For, for example, <laughs> the life of David, okay? <laughs> he, he is anointed king by the prophet Samuel as, as a young man. And, and he, he spends so many years, seem, seemingly wasted years, where he is not king. But he is king. But he's not king. (laughs) Because the king's trying to kill him. But he is the king. So, the question, and I've presented this to you before, are: do you believe the facts or the truth? Because sometimes they're... (laughs) they're they're not contiguous they're <laughs> at odds with each other so we we can't here here's the thing okay we we many times have to discount the facts in order to continue in faith in the truth because we, we have to realize that, that we're not seeing the whole picture. And and we and and David, I, I mean, he, he was he was an amazing man of faith because through it all he was able to remain in faith. And, and not be moved by the facts. I mean, even his own family <laughs> abandoned him. They thought, well, I guess Samuel got that one wrong because, <laughs> you know, David is not king. The king wants to kill him. He's never going to be king. Uh, one of the Psalms seems to imply even Jonathan, his, his best, closest friend, turned on him and abandoned him. Uh, I, I mean, how, how bad can things get in, in your life? No matter how bad they are, they were worse for David. Guaranteed. So if, if you're in a bad season, read about David <laughs> and let the Lord strengthen your faith. So, anyway, I I didn't even get to 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 10 yet. So, we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And... You know, it's, it's not easy to walk in faith when that faith is contradicting the, the apparent reality that we're in. But think of your, your faith as a muscle. <laughs> and if, if we want to strengthen our muscles, we use resistance training. Right? (laughs) And that is what God is doing when the facts seem to contradict what God has said. He's using resistance training to build our faith. So we must hold on to the truth of what God has said to us in the face of whatever and you know uh, I I think about our brothers and sisters in the Middle East who are having their heads cut off and, and being murdered and having everything they own stolen or destroyed uh... That is the extent to which we must hold on to the truth of what God has said. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. That that is the, the far end of walking in faith. Believing that the eternal life that we, we as born-again believers have already entered into is, is just beyond the veil. Uh, they, Jesus said, don't fear those who can destroy your body. Fear God who after your body is destroyed uh, will, will find out whether or not you had faith in the Son of God. Because uh, <clears throat> there's, there are even examples of that in, in Hebrews 11 that, that we're going to get to here in, in just a minute. But what what I want us to see is... The wisdom of God in the mystery of faith. Because God's ways are higher than our ways, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Why does He sometimes make us wait for the answer to our earnest prayers? I think one of the main reasons is is it gives him time to reveal our heart to us. Thanks. Yeah, one of the reasons that we sometimes have to wait is he wants to give it to us. But he has to get us in a different place in our heart before we will be ready to receive it and see that was that was the whole deal with with David I mean that that whole period of Trial and fleeing from the king who who wanted to murder him, there was heart work going on through that whole process, so that he would lead the people of God well and and he would not be moved by the opinions of men he he would just be moved by the heart of God. Uh, sometimes the waiting gives us an opportunity to repent and have our heart purified. Because sometimes we, we need to have our heart brought into alignment with the heart of God. Because sometimes God needs time to reveal why it is that we want something. Because sometimes it's not what we think it is, our reason. Sometimes we may want a good thing, and we think our motives are are very pure, but in, in the midst of the waiting... God is able to reveal something to us and he's able to do a work. Because he's always changing our focus from self-focus to God-focus, from self-centered to God-centered. And it's amazing how much work he can do on an earnest heart that is waiting so we we have to come to grips with the fact that this is how the kingdom operates and he he's not going to change it for you he didn't change it for david he hasn't changed it for me so we we accept the mystery and and we we learn to allow him to do do his work, and you know I, I I think about us being willing to wait, sometimes even being willing to wait for an answer that comes to the next generation. Uh, you know it it could be. And, and I kind of think it is. I, it could be that we are the generation that is going to get to see the fulfillment of 2,000 years' worth of the church's praying. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, that, that would be amazing. Uh, horribly, wonderfully... Amazing, all at the same time. (laughs) So I want to close by just reading Hebrews chapter 11 because now I've set the context for us. So all these people who are mentioned here in Hebrews 11, uh, they had to come to grips with the reality of the way God works. And, and they did, and, and they agreed with it. They agreed with the wisdom of it. Uh, I, I think of Abraham You know, one of the first guys mentioned. Uh, God said, come on, Abraham. Leave everything and everybody that you know and let's go someplace that I'll show you. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) It seems like we've been on a journey kind of like that for the last year. Uh, but then he, he got this wonderful promise, the word of God, that he would have a son. And and so many wonderful, incredible promises related to that son that the whole world would be blessed through that son. That, that through that son, he would have... As as many uh children as the sand on the seashore. Uh, but how long did he have to wait for the sun? Twenty-five years. Because he got the word of the Lord when he was seventy-five. <laughs> he he took a detour <laughs> and Tried to make it happen himself and we're were still paying the price for that one. But it was when he was 99 that the angel of the Lord came and told him, next year at this time, you're going to have a son. And so 25 years he waited. And... You know, that twenty five years, you know, we can say, Well, and I, I've been praying for Cheyenne for almost twenty five years. That's that's not that bad. Okay, how about Noah? Okay, he got the word of the Lord to build an ark to save his family from something that nobody had ever seen rain, and lots of rain, and flood. And how long did it take Noah to faithfully walk by faith and build that ark? Well, theologians have different estimates. Sort of the the minimum is... 75 years uh, the maximum that it could have been is probably more like 250 years now now that is waiting and that, that's, that is walking by faith and not by sight okay let's go Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now that, that kind of creates a little bit of doubt in uh, evolutionary creation, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Okay, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Talk about going by faith and not by sight, huh? Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, Made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy. Hmm. Wandering about in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us Hmm. so that, that last verse in, in chapter 11 since God had provided something better for us that apart from us they should not be made perfect see they all those heroes of the faith of Hebrews 11 who, who passed away without seeing in the natural what they were seeing in the spiritual realm. They, they were looking for that city whose builder and maker was God. They, they were looking for the eternal kingdom. They, they, were, they were looking <laughs> into, in faith, everlasting life. And, and attained it. But, but we, now, we look back on the cross. So this is the better thing that has been provided for us. Our, our looking forward in faith is based on what Jesus already did. Their looking forward in faith was toward what Jesus would do. So it's, it's actually easier for us. <laughs> but still, we must consider ourselves as pilgrims, as new creations who are only visiting this planet, who already have one foot in the eternal kingdom. And, and that will help us get through. If, if we are that generation, we, we are going to need that perspective to get through. Because there, there will be a great delusion coming that, that will be difficult, <laughs> but not so difficult if our eyes of faith are on that city. So, the just will live by faith. And that was the verse that sparked the Reformation. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, we will... Look to the truth rather than the facts. <laughs> we'll keep seeking the Lord even when it seems like we're not getting anywhere because He is one who rewards those who diligently seek Him. Amen. Hmm. Father thank you for the wisdom of the mystery of faith I I pray that you would strengthen our faith to see what is not as though it is <laughs> and to also see what is what appears to be as though it We're not reality, because our reality is based on your truth, not upon what we see. Uh, Lord, meet us as we seek you. Let us be a people who walk by faith and not by sight. Help us to hang on to the things that you have said to us, to contend for them. For the glory of your Son. Amen.